live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead end destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand up, God fearing, God loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. Questions for Miss Pentecost? I like your eyeshadow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, like when you're allowed to wear makeup. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world, uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new. Uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to live differently. Do you have any questions for Ms. Pentecost? Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Talk about woke pastors. Talk about going woke and going broke. Talk about conforming. That woke pastor used a sexualized drag queen in front of two little girls as an example of God's word saying we must follow God who calls us to not conform. Meanwhile, that is exactly what this woke pastor is doing, conforming to blasphemy. Conforming to blasphemy, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew 18, 6 should tell this pastor everything he needs to know. James 31, he will be held accountable for these fake teachings. Isn't it amazing? Let's listen to this. Of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world. Uh, that Sounds we're supposed gay. to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. Wow. Continue to renew your minds, kids. Sit there with those masks on. I don't have a mask on. This tranny doesn't have a mask on. But you have a mask on, says the woke pastor. Look, kids, or ladies and gentlemen, for, for far too long, for far too long, we have, as parents, not myself, but so many, for far too long, have allowed the school system, the churches daycare centers, whatever it is to raise your kids. And we kind of just for decades said, these people are looking out for our children. Now, I'm not saying that you fall into that. I'm not saying that, that you were a victim of that. But as a society, most of us have just kind of turned a blind eye to our children. And look what happens when you turn a blind eye. Look what happens. Look how fast it happens when you turn a blind eye. It happens in the blink of an eye. If you allow your kids to be devoured, they will be devoured. You've got groomers everywhere, professional groomers, who have now figured out a way in our society to make it legal for them to groom and sexualize children under the age of 18. And he sat there and called her Miss Pentecost. That's right, Miss Pentecost. Do we all want to grow up and be like Miss Pentecost here? You mean mister? You mean that man? That six foot tall man with the Adam's apple lump in his throat and the bulge in the front of his dress? You mean that man? This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you allow your children to be raised by the government, state or federal. 
And yes, these woke pastors and these schools, they're all working hand and hand in hand. All of them. And they've partnered with DCF and all of this other stuff in order to raise your kids. Now, I would love to give some props right now and maybe even the Smarty Award of the day today to Glenn Youngkin, Governor Glenn Youngkin from Virginia. Why? Because here's the deal. You never see these blue state governors going on a right-wing talk show, do you? Maybe Fox News once in a while because Fox News is left. We already know that. We already know that Joe Biden is going to Fox News um, uh, owner's son's home for a fundraiser. So we already know that. But do you ever see these news hosts go on right-wing media, right-wing talk shows, and, 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 and defend their record and defend what they believe in? No! And you know why? Because they're cowards, yellow belly, scared. So I've got to give it to Glenn Youngkin, ladies and gentlemen, because Glenn Youngkin had what it took, decided, you know what? I'm going to be invited by CNN. I'm going to go on CNN, and I'm going to give them a piece of my mind about how parents should definitely 110% be involved in their children's education and how their children are raised. Ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Youngkin. Parents have a fundamental right to be engaged in their children's lives. And oh, by the way, children have a right to have parents engaged in their lives. Boom. We needed to fix a wrong. Boom. The previous administration had had a policy that excluded parents and in fact, particularly didn't require the involvement of parents. And I mean, let's be clear. Parents, uh, parents have this right, and children don't belong to the state. They belong to families. Amen. And so in these most important decisions, step one has to be to engage parents, not to the exclusion of a trusted teacher or an advisor, mm-hmm. but to make sure that parents are involved in their children's lives. I, I, this is not controversial. And I just think the idea that we're going to have policies that exclude parents from their children's lives is something that I have been going to work on since day one. We campaigned on it. We empowered parents to make decisions with regards to masking in Virginia. We've empowered parents to make decisions with regards to curriculum that fits their family's decisions. And we're empowering parents here. First, parents have a fundamental right. Amen, Governor Glenn Youngkin. Amen. I wanted to play that clip for you because the, the guy is not only doing what he said he was going to do, but he's also continuing to go on CNN, ABC, MSNBC, what, you know, whatever, what have you, to let them know I'm defending my record. I ran on this. I campaigned on this. I, 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 I kept true to my promises. A lot of people thought Glenn Youngkin was going to be a huge rhino. Thought he was going to be a huge rhino. Thought that he was not going to do what he said he was going to do, and he is. And then he comes back to CNN and says, and here's my record, ladies and gentlemen. And here's my record. And you know what? Somebody in the chat said, I'm actually very, very glad. I, I hate to see all this stuff, but I'm very glad that, all this, that God is shining a light on this. And that's exactly right. If God had not shined a light on all of this, if he had not shined his beautiful heavenly light on all of this, There's nothing that we could have done about it. And if it wasn't for, you know, action item, uh, honey badger audience members like you and LFA family members like you, nobody would have heard about it because you wouldn't have shared it. Nobody would have been there. There's 2,500 people watching on Rumble right now. Do you know how much damage 2,500 people can do? Do you know how much damage 2,500 people can uh, can do to a a narrative that wants to destroy America? It only took 3%, ladies and gentlemen. It only took 3%, and I see, that, uh, I see that the live stream on Getter has about 500, and it actually has a picture of Anna. We forgot to change the picture, and I apologize. Over on Getter, we'll change that. But we are live on Getter, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry we, we, forgot, to, uh, we forgot to change that in the be- beginning of the show. But that's a lot of power, ladies and gentlemen. That is a lot of power. A lot of power in 2,500 people, 3,500 people. And look what we've been able to do. We've been able to not only shine a light on it, but we've been able to get ahead of it. And we've been able to get people to resign like crazy. Like crazy. I want to say a happy birthday real quick as well to Iris on Rumble. I don't know if Iris is your real name, Iris. But let's go ahead and sing it on this beautiful Monday, Year of Our Lord, 2022. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Iris. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Iris. God bless you. And we hope it is a wonderful, wonderful birthday for you today. I also want to tell you guys about uh, Between the Two Shows. 
Uh, this morning you guys donated, and I did not ask you to. I did not ask you to, so it wasn't. I didn't release any part of the Slurp Fund for it or anything like that. But out of the kindness of your hearts, you donated seventeen hundred dollars to my family today to help my wife bury her sister. I want to tell you, I went home after the first show today. Before I came back to the studio, I told my wife what you guys did. And, of course, she just bawled. And I held her and I hugged her. I told her you guys would be sending her emails. A lot of you who have ordered something before, you have the email directly back to her. A lot of you are saying, giving her your condolences and telling her that you're praying. And she's, she's going to read those. She hasn't read them yet. She sat right here on my shoulder and cried this afternoon. And, uh, you know, as much as she could get it out, she asked me to ask you to tell you guys thank you and that she loves you. And that she and I and our family owe everything to you. This network owes everything to you. So uh, that was a huge chunk and a huge weight lifted off her family's shoulders. And uh, we were going to try to help out anyway. Now we just get to help out that much more. Uh, So I just want to say thank you for the love for my wife and the compassion that you've shown for my wife. Uh, You guys have no, I mean, you, you do, you know what it takes, but you see me every day. You hear Eli's name every day. You see all these other show hosts. You see Mike Crispy every day, but you don't get to see Sabrina every day. Why? Because she's behind the scenes doing all the work, sending all the stuff out, holding it down, holding it down for the kids, taking them to all their appointments, all that stuff so I can do this. So, ladies and gentlemen, please continue to keep my wife in your prayers and her family and my family as we go through this. Uh, We love you. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, there's not much more for me to say. Other than thank you. Let's go to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, you're locked and loaded right here on this Monday evening on the 5 p.m. show. This is live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. As always, broadcasting from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire. And in the Rumble chat, I have just put multiple times the link to this video right back to Rumble. Please copy it. So you can share it to your Facebook and your Telegram pages, as well as your groups and your messengers. I want to read a very, 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 very wonderful page that I read out of Every Day with Jesus today. And it's called Resist the Temptation of Sin. You want to know why? Because just like my, uh, my wife's sister who could not resist the temptation of drugs because she was a drug addict. Um, you know, she's no longer with us and she leaves behind two little children. You never know where sin can take you, but I can promise you this. I can promise you this. You're never going to get away with just doing a little bit of sin because there is no such thing as a little bit of sin. There is sin. Please share and rumble the video as you listen to this. Luke 22.3 says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being the number of the twelve. Some people have speculated that Judas betrayed Jesus in an effort to force Jesus into a confrontation with the Roman government. Then he would have had to use his supernatural, excuse me, his supernatural power in self-defense and overthrow the Romans, thereby giving independence back to the nation of Israel. This idea is based mainly on Judas's response. When he saw that Jesus was condemned, he repented himself, Matthew 27.3 tells us, implying that the condemnation of Jesus was never his intent. Remember, ignorance is not innocence. It was never his intent. However, the Bible does not say that Judas possessed noble virtues. As a matter of fact, he was just a simple thief. This verse makes it very clear that Satan entered into Judas and was responsible for putting the betrayal of Jesus into Judas's heart. We can be insured, we can be assured That Satan's only purpose in motivating Judas to betray Jesus was to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10 tells us that. Moreover, that Satan possessed Judas does not acquit Judas of the responsibility for his actions. No, no, no. The devil goes about seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter 5.8. We talk about it all the time. He cannot devour just anyone, though. They have to give place to him. By being a thief, Judas gave Satan access to him. He may never have intended to betray Jesus when he began to steal from him, but once he submitted to Satan in thievery, it was hard to stop. 
Sin cannot be controlled. As I said, you cannot sin just a little bit. Sin is sin in God's eyes. And the more you give into it, the more it captures you. In order to resist the devil and overcome his temptations to sin, you must submit yourself to God. Once you've submitted to him, the Holy Spirit will supernaturally empower you to say no to whenever the enemy is trying to enter your life and for whatever the enemy is trying to get you to do. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, sin is worse than cancer because it doesn't only destroy you, but it destroys everybody around you as well. Let's go to the Lord. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. And please keep those in mind uh, that you want to pray for during this uh, Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And I want you guys all to remember something that I told my wife the last three days. These are the times that God wants us to worship the most. Just like in the beginning of my introduction into this, into this show. True worship. True True worship is worshiping God in the hard times, in the times where you just can't move on any further. Lean on him, trust him, pray, bring him into your life, invite Jesus into your heart, invite the Holy Spirit in, smile, thank God for these times because it's doing something in your life that is needed or else it wouldn't be happening. Amen? And I'd also like to thank Jane from Advantage Specialties for my brand new LFA TV gear. Ladies and gentlemen, wonderful people in this LFA family. Look, we've got just shy of 3,000 watching on Rumble. I really need your help. I need everybody engaged, fully engaged. I understand that uh, on Getter, it's not showing my picture. It's showing Anna's picture. I get that. I keep seeing people say that, but uh, it is uh, live from America. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. God bless you. Let's get into it. First and foremost section of the day, please raise up your cups. Let's have our first slurp. We got 683 rumbles. Let's see if by the end of the first and foremost section, we can't hit 1,000. That means you got to get busy. Here we go. As predicted, as predicted for weeks, gas would continue to rise. Food prices would continue to rise. The cost of living would continue to rise. Inflation would continue to rise. And your home which is why it blows my mind so much that so many of you can help out, that so many of you can financially help out others in this LFA family. Your wages are going down. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, we are now seeing the worst wage numbers in 25 years under Biden because of inflation. Let me repeat that, but let me say it. Let me rephrase it, actually. Americans are now seeing the most severe pay cut in 25 years under Biden because that's exactly what's happening. Remember when I told you how much money the average family needs per year just to stay, stay, stay afloat? Remember, it was about $1,000 a month that you needed. The average person needed about $1,000 a month. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Americans are now seeing what we call the worst pay cut in 25 years. The New York Post reported on this real wage destruction under Barack Hussein O'Biden. O'Biden, <laughs> you get it though. Americans battered by soaring inflation since resident Biden took office have effectively suffered the steepest pay cut in the quarter, in the quarter century, according to the data released by the Federal Reserve. Researchers for the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas published new findings that calculated real wages, the effective income of workers when adjusted for inflation. Quote, we find that a majority of employed workers, real inflation adjusted wages have failed to keep up with inflation in the past year. For these workers, the median decline in real wages is more than 8.5%. Taken together, these outcomes 
appear to be the most severe faced by employed workers in the last 25 years. This is coming from the Fed and the researchers that are putting these numbers out. They're telling you this stuff. I'm not. Higher higher inflation can quickly erode the purchasing power of Americans if wage growth doesn't match the increase, and it's not. So whenever this mumbling, bumbling, drooling, poop-pants moron, Captain Corn Pop, comes on TV and says, folks, we ain't in a motion sense, find a fan of toaster in the, in the years, and orange juice in the forest, Farrow and K's, come on, man. You can be assured you're not going to know what the hell he's talking about, but I can tell you he's lying because they'll tell you they've got the most job growth, they've got the best wage growth, they've got the best unemployment numbers, they've added the most jobs, then why is the economy tanking? If that's the case, I have got a simple question for you. Then why is the economy taking, tanking? And if you say one word about Trump or the previous administration, I'm walking away. I am walking away. That means households face a difficult financial crunch when attempting to pay for a daily necessity such as food, rent, and gas. And when you're going into this dark winter, well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, the average person, not family, person needs $11,500 to keep up with this crap inflation. Like I said, the numbers are not fantasy. They're not make-believe. Ask any American that you know. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what state they're from. You ask any American in the world how much it costs to dine out today for one person and for a family of four. So one guy says he purchased two coffees and a breakfast sandwich at a restaurant, $29. Two coffees and a breakfast sandwich. The Biden economy is so bad that it appears to be messed up on purpose, ladies and gentlemen. There is no possible way that you can take what Trump gave you. Because even going into COVID and coming out of COVID after the left-wing Democrats destroyed the economy by shutting everything down, Trump still had enough cushion for you to bounce back the correct way. And you didn't. And now inflation is killing family finances across. It does not matter how much you make because even people who lived comfortably are now living paycheck to paycheck. This is the first time in American history that millionaires are living paycheck to paycheck. Now, what does that mean? When I say a millionaire is living paycheck to paycheck, you must say to yourself, well, how is that possible? How is that possible? How is it even remotely possible for a millionaire, if they are indeed a millionaire currently, to live paycheck to paycheck? I can tell you how. Because they got used to living a lifestyle. They've got enough bills. They've got a percentage of their income is paid for bills just like a percentage of your income. So when you've lived that way for a while and you have all of this money allocated to all these bills and you have a budget like what you have, most of your money is probably tied up if you are a millionaire. You just don't have millions of dollars sitting in the bank. These people are literally having to, when am I going to get my next dividend check? When am I going to get my next, uh, you know, whatever. Every, this is the first time in history that millionaires are even saying, eee, Now, if I was a millionaire, I would cut everything down to nothing and still be a millionaire. But, you know, millionaires can't do that. The stock market is way down and bonds are even worse. This is a Biden economy and every single Democrat that runs in every single state has got to answer for this before they're elected. And I can guarantee you it's going to be part of the big red wave coming. Folks, that's why we need 90,000 new IRS agents. That is why they're hiring 87,000. New IRS agents, they need them. They need them to shake down small business so that they can get what they need to cover what they spend. It's no different than the days of kings and queens. The days of kings and queens when they send out their henchmen to to, to gather up everybody's silver and everybody's gold, everything, so they can fund their mistakes. That is what's happening here. That is what the 90,000 IRS agents are coming to do. I want to show you a graph. Can we, I'm going to bring this graph up. Yeah. Okay. Check this out. Look at this graph right here. This is U.S. real average hourly earnings year over year. Negative 2.5% for August 2025. Look at this. Look at this. This is Biden. This 
was Trump. Up, 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 dip down. Oh, COVID. COVID right in through here. Dip way down. Oh, oh, yep. Oh, look at that. Oh, and then way down. Now, this right here, all of this right here was people actually going back to work. This was people going back to work, not jobs being created. But we knew that it wasn't going to keep up with it. We knew it because the writing was on the wall. Now, look where we are now. And you think this is going to get any better? It's going to get absolutely worse. It cannot get any better unless you change policy. And because you won't change policy, it's going to get worse. And it's happening on purpose. This is why 29 days to slow the spread of stupidity. This is why, folks, when I say, and and I know we talked about this last week, but when I say share in different places, here's what I want you to do. In the beginning of the show, and let's assume you guys have all these. I want you to just share the link to your Facebook, Twitter, uh, Telegram, all of the, you know, Telegram's cool, but all these left-wing things, if you still have them. Then what I want you to do is halfway through the show, at like, at like the halfway mark, I want you to then take that link and I want you to share it to groups and messenger. Then I want you to share it to other ones at the end. That is the only way that we're going to get this message out. They are suppressing the crap. Anybody Google searching, if you're using a Google search engine to find LFA TV, do you know how many people are saying they get nothing? Even if they go through Google to go to Rumble, they get absolutely nothing. They don't even get the fact that we're live. But yet, if you share it to them and they get a direct link, they can find it. This is how bad they are trying to stop me and everybody like me, ladies and gentlemen, through third-party connection services from getting the message out to stop the spread. This is why, because they know, they know that if you can get any common sense to anybody in the next 29 days, it is over with for the Democrats for a very long time. Now, if it, it, now think about this. We got all these problems. You're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, well, this has got to be done on purpose, right? There's no way that anybody could accidentally do this. There's no way that anybody could ac- accidentally do this. Got to be done on purpose. Well, Biden is now taking an axe to investigations that were set up by President Trump that were investigating secret foreign money coming in through higher education and colleges. And guess where the money is? Guess where that money goes to? Spies, ladies and gentlemen. The money comes in from secret dark places through these colleges, through these universities, and these colleges and these, and the, and these universities hire these spies. These spies literally get tenure. They, 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 they work there for so long. They, get so, they, get, they work there for so long. They've been spies in the United States for the last decade, 10 years, 20 years, 5 years, whatever. And money is coming in through these higher ed and dark and, and dark college, dark money's coming through these colleges. And President Trump was investigating all of it because he knew the CCP was behind it. He knew Iran was behind it. He knew Russia was behind it. Biden is stopping that now. The Biden administration plans to shutter its predecessors' investigations into undisclosed foreign funding of U.S. colleges and universities. The subject of years of warnings from elected officials, law enforcement, and academic freedom groups according to higher education lobbyists. The commitment was recorded in an August letter from the higher ed lobbyists recapping a June 23rd virtual briefing by top Department of Education officials for the American Council on Education and other university groups, including Council on Governmental Relations, which includes medical centers and independent research institutions. Or institute, excuse me. Section 117 of the Higher Education Act requires institutions of higher education to file disclosure reports twice yearly that document their gifts from or contracts with foreign sources that are valued at $250,000 more or more individually or cumulatively, cumulatively, excuse me, within a calendar year. So that means that the Biden administration is saying, you no longer have to disclose this money to us. You no longer have to show us this money. We're going to hire 87,000 IRS agents. We're going to send them out there to the mom and pop businesses, the small to medium sized businesses. We're going to shake the hell out of them. We're going to take everything they own. Meanwhile, you keep funneling money through these higher ed institutes and 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 these college universities. You keep sending money through there. We'll keep putting these teachers in place and these spies in place that turn our men into 
women and our girls into morons and we will destroy our country from within from the ground up. How about that? And then you wonder why they want your kid at preschool. All of this is connected. It is a domino effect of corruption that we have to stop and stop it in 29 days. Jeremy, how are we going to stop it in 29 days? I can tell you how. Vote red. Vote red and get everybody to know uh, that you know to vote red. As a matter of fact, when you're at the gas station, literally say, "Does anybody off? is anybody here better off financially than they were two years ago? Don't lie. Raise your hand if you're doing better than you were two years ago. If nobody raises their hand, you've got a pretty good inclination of which way they're going to vote. And you have an inclination that they're going to vote. This is going to be one of the most highly uh, packed midterms that you've ever seen. This is going to be the, one of the most voted midterms that you've ever seen. And it's not going to be because people are coming out to vote for or against abortion. It's going to be people coming out and voting against these left-wing policies that have destroyed this country for the last two years and every single time that a Democrat takes reins of this country or any state, they destroy it financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically. There's nothing that they do right. And if there is, tell me where I'm wrong. Show me where I'm wrong. Show me the numbers. Or as Jerry Maguire would say, show me the money. Show me the money. Because there's not a single case that you can point to where a Democrat in charge has ever been better financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, or mentally than a Republican, unless that Republican is a rhino. Now, speaking of money, ladies and gentlemen, have you protected yours? The loud majority guys think that they are the king of segues. I don't know about that. We might have to have some friendly LFA TV competition. Have you secured your money? Have you made the 10-minute free, very free phone call to Gold Co.? Have you said, look, I've got a savings here. I'm trying to do whatever I can to protect my money through this crap. What can you do for me? What can I do? I have X amount of dollars. Tell me how I can protect it through this worthless Captain Corn Pop administration. And they're going to say, hey, the last time the economy looked like this, the people that invested in gold made a ton. How much do you want to make? Not how much do you want to save, how much you want to make. That is how we look at things. That's how Gold Code looks at things, and they're a proud sponsor of LFA. So please, go to goldcode.com or call 855-559-3433 today and say, hey, that fat guy who screams all the time, he sent us. Moon0704 says, Jeremy, please give... Sabrina the Smarty Award. Let's go ahead and do that. Why don't we do that? I, I don't, it's been a long time since I've given my wife the Smarty Award. And you know why we're going to give it to her today? I had somebody else picked out, but somebody just, made a good, somebody just made a good point. You know why she gets the Smarty Award, ladies and gentlemen? Because if it wasn't for her, LFA would never be a thing. Now, if it wasn't for you and God, LFA wouldn't be a thing either. But definitely, if it wasn't for my wife, we would never be here to expose all this. So let's give the Smarty Award to my wife, shall we? reason why my wife is smarter than me is because she loves these things and I hate them. And maybe there's something to that. I don't know. But I will tell her that that was a request from an LFA family member that she gets the Smarty Award of the Day. And, ladies and gentlemen, putting up with me, she should get the, uh, she should get the putting up with somebody award for the day. You know what I mean? I love her, though. She's a great, great, great woman. Folks, we've got 3,100 people watching and we only have 874 rumbles. By LFA family standards, that is unacceptable. Take your finger, look down, hit the button. Done. That's it. Can't tell me that 3,300 people don't have Rumble profiles. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's get us to the top and let's keep moving. I remember a quote from Michael Jordan in 1990. How many of you were Michael Jordan fans? Raise your hand. Back when you actually liked sports, when people had integrity and honor. How many of you were Michael Jordan fans? Come on, don't lie. Come on. Come on. I know if you're, if you're a Utah Jazz fan or a Knicks fan, you might be a little bum hurt right now. Michael Jordan was the greatest player to ever touch a basketball game. He, uh, basketball. He might have been the greatest athlete that ever lived. Why? Because of where he was mentally. Now, did Michael Jordan make mistakes? Of course he did. We all did. But for the main part, for the most part, Michael Jordan kind of kept it 100 his entire career. Now, in 1990, 
during the uh, the 1990 elections. Um, it was a night. It was a Senate race actually in North Carolina, where Michael Jordan played college. Now they wanted Michael Jordan to endorse the Democrat candidate there, who was going up against a Republican incumbent. Now, if you remember, I'll tell you the only reason that anybody will ever remember this guy's name is because. They wanted Michael Jordan to vote for him, and it was a little controversial. His name was Jesse, uh, not excuse me, his name was, um, Jesse Helms was the Republican. Harvey Gant. Harvey Gant was the Democrat. G-A-N-T-T, I believe it was. And they wanted Michael Jordan, for the first time in his career, to endorse a politician. And they wanted to, end- and they wanted him to endorse um, uh, Gant who was the Democrat uh, candidate going up against the Republican incumbent by the name of Jesse Helms. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan had the best response I think he's ever had. Now, Michael Jordan at this time, had ju- he had been with Nike for what, like six years? I think he got with Nike in 1984, 1985, if I'm not mistaken. And he had Nikes. Nike's the one who sponsored him. Now, it was going to be Adidas, but it ended up being Nike. Now, at that time, Nike pretty much put everything they had into this. Nike has since become a woke loser company that sells sweatshop loser shoes. And I'll tell you, I'm New Balance all day. I hate Nike. I hate the way they look. I hate the way they feel. I hate who owns them. I hate the way they run their company. I hate the fact that they're literally using child slaves in China to make them. I hate it. I can't stand Nike. However, Michael Jordan said something that I'll never forget, and, there's a, and, I'm, and I'm coming to a full circle on this. Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy my sneakers too. I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. You don't have to bring it up on Google for me for me to remember that. I will never forget it. Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy my sneakers too, meaning I'm not about to chop my <laughs> sales in half over uh, over." getting behind a politician. Come to find out years later, Michael Jordan was always a Republican anyways. He wasn't even a Democrat. He wasn't even a Democrat. I mean, he may have been at one time. I'm sure maybe he was at one time, maybe. But his response was, I'm not endorsing them because Republicans buy my sneakers too. Great response. The reason why I'm bringing this up, ladies and gentlemen, is because there was was two founders of Nike, okay? And one of those founders of Nike... Went by the name, actually, do we got a picture of this guy up? Can we bring this guy up? Yeah, I got kind of a picture of him. All right, here he is. Here he is right here. This gentleman right here. You ever recognize this gentleman? I've, I didn't recognize him. But his name, oh, excuse me, his name was Phil Knight. There he is right there. Phil Knight. That was his name. Now, he was a co-founder of Nike. And the reason why I'm bringing this story to you is because this man, Phil Knight, who was a co-founder of Nike, just donated one million dollars to none other than Republican candidate for Oregon, Christine Drazen. Now, I've been telling you, I've been telling you, I've been watching her climb the polls. I watched her then take the lead. And ladies and gentlemen, Oregon, Oregon might go red. We got all these other states that we're looking at. Well, this go red, this go red. We might have this one. We might get literally a true red Republican, not a, not a rhino Republican, not a uniparty candidate. Christine Drazen is a strong candidate, ladies and gentlemen, and with only 29 days left, and Oregon sitting as a toss-up state, Phil Knight donates $1 million. The people of, in Oregon are so tired of crime in Portland that that state might elect a Republican governor. The Cook Political Report last month moved the race from governor in Oregon from leans Democrat to toss up. Remember, we covered it. And Nike co-founder Phil Knight might have just tipped the scales with the last 29 days left. A million dollars to the Republican gubernatorial candidate Christine Drazen's campaign. Republican Christine Drazen is running against far left Tina Kotek. And Nike co-founder Phil Knight just changed the games, ladies and gentlemen. Changed tactics in the governor's race today by contributing that $1 million. Now, results of an independent poll conducted by Emerson College, Emerson's not bad, that were released October 4th showed Drazen with a two-point lead over Kotech with the unaffiliated candidate Johnson a distant third at 19%. Now, I can guarantee you that that 19% that Johnson is getting, that's all going to go red. That's not going to go blue. 
Nobody is going to take their independent vote to the blue side this time around. Not going to happen. Not going to do it. And if it is, it's going to be a very small percentage. Share the video. Great job, film night, ladies and gentlemen. That's who I was going to give the Smarty Award to. That's who I was going to give it to. But he deserves it, doesn't he? I mean, he definitely deserves it. The poll is in line with one. The, the Oregonian reported last week showing Drazen with 32% and Kotek with 31 Given that poll, given that the poll had a 4% margin of error, DHM pollster John Hovick told The Daily that the race is a toss-up. Johnson, to whom Knight has donated $3.75 million, had 18% of the DHM poll. So there you go. This guy, Knight, he's donated $3.75 million already to Johnson. He sees that Johnson's not going to have a chance, so he's putting a million dollars again behind Christine Drazen 29 days before the midterms. Where do you think that that 18%, that 19% for Johnson's going to go? Where do you think it's going to go? Huh? Of course, folks, Oregon is going to flip red. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, this is going to be something unlike the United States has ever seen before this year, this midterm. And I'm, and I'm going to tell you what, the next two stories that I do for you is going to tell you exactly why. We've been talking about the writing on the wall. Look at that. Look at that loser, Katie Hobbs. We're going to talk about her in a second. Of course, Mike Crispy was talking about her on today's show. If you guys have not seen Mike Crispy's show or Anna Perez's show or, or Loud Majority or Antonio's show, it's my turn. You've got to go back and watch them. we got a full lineup now. we got a full lineup now. But I'm going to show you the writing on the wall. I've been trying to tell you that the writing is on the wall. Now I'm going to show you that the writing is on the wall because pencil neck Adam Schiff, that little loser, that little rat, that little weasel, and Representative Sean Patrick Maloney are campaigning in Paris, campaigning in London, and campaigning in Switzerland. To do what? Why would Pencilneck Adam Schiff and Sean Patrick Maloney be campaigning in Paris, London, and Switzerland? Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. It gets worse. They're not only campaigning, they're fundraising. They are fundraising. Let's, let's rewind that. Pencilneck Adam Schiff, Schiff, I should say, Shifty Schiff. And Sean Patrick Maloney, both Democrat morons, both Democrat losers with no lives and nobody likes them. They are campaigning and holding fundraisers in Paris, London, and Switzerland. And do you want to know what the events are called? Fundraisers, by the way. That means they're raising money for themselves in America. I don't even know how that's legal. I don't even know how that's legal in an election year, anytime. But the events are called the Stop MAGA Republican events. Rumble the video if you haven't. Are you kidding me? You're not only campaigning, you're fundraising abroad, outside the United States, in a foreign land, and you're calling it the Stop MAGA Republicans fundraisers? Why? While Americans suffer under record inflation and gas prices, record crime, two top, uh, two top Democrats travel to France to sip wine and hold fundraisers for Democrats. How is that even legal? I don't get it. Let's read this real quick. Adam Schiff was spotted on video sipping wine with Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee Chairman Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of New York and Democratic donors during a recent Paris event highlighted by Maloney's opponent in the midterm elections. Schiff and Maloney embarked on a tour of Europe last week to fundraise for Democrats. What? What? But see what it is, is folks, I'll tell you how they get around it. Because these Democrats that they're fundraising for are living abroad currently. So if they have a dual citizenship or if they're living abroad currently for any period of time, you can go to these countries and you can fundraise for them and bring the money back to America. You see how sick, twisted, and disgusted I am with our electoral process and how things work? Switzerland, London, what? That's where you're raising money for? For an American election? You dirty, dirty scumbags. And while they're there, they're also raising money for Democrats there. So why would, why, let me ask you this question. Why would American Democrats 
I understand why they're raising money because they're, they're dirty and they want money. They're corrupt. They'll get money anywhere. I get that. But why would they be calling these? Why are they raising money for, for Democrats there, for their parties in their countries, helping them raise money? And they're calling it Stop MAGA Republicans. When MAGA is Make America Great Again, I'll tell you why. Because MAGA is worldwide now. That is how strong it is. It is so worldwide. We just saw what happened in Italy. We just saw what happened in Italy. Huh? We're seeing what, what, what's happening all over the world. MAGA Republicans. Uh, M, it doesn't even matter if it's America. MAGA is worldwide now. They're running scared so badly that they're running abroad to stop MAGA Republicans. How stupid are these people? How dumb are these people? How dumb, how corrupt, and how, how evil these people really are. Unbelievable. So... There you go. There's another piece of the puzzle, ladies and gentlemen, to let you know how bad they're losing. They're losing so bad, they're raising money abroad for Democrats who have either dual citizenship or are living abroad during that time so they can legally raise money and bring it back home. And in the meantime, they're also raising money for Democrats that live in those countries for their Democratic Party to stop this massive worldwide MAGA movement. If that isn't telling about what's coming, let's get to the next story. How many of you have seen Obama stumping for candidates lately? And I'm not talking about Obama giving a speech or saying something stupid. I'm talking about campaigning. How many times have you seen Barack Hussein Obama campaigning in the last two years? I'll sip my coffee while I wait. I'll give you a hint. The answer is zero, but I'll still sip my coffee while I wait. 3,300 people here on on Rumble, okay? 3,300 people watching on Rumble. We've got 2,000 people watching over on Getter. How long has it been since you've seen Barack Hussein Obama stumping for Democratic candidates? The answer is zero. So you got to ask yourself, why? Why is Obama snubbing desperate Democrats and refusing campaign requests? Because that's what's going on. That's what's going on. He's refusing campaign requests and he's literally snubbing desperate Democrats to come and campaign for them. Why would he do that? Obama has always campaigned. Obama has always stumped for every Democrat candidate in every race, whether it's a major election or whether it's a midterm election. Why haven't you seen him campaign for anybody? I'll tell you why. Because Barack Hussein Obama has a brand. And if Barack Hussein Obama gets involved into this election and tries to stump for anybody, his brand is going to go further in the toilet. He's already had Netflix and others cancel projects on them. They can't, they cannot afford to be stuck to this Democratic Party anymore. So this is why he runs things from the basements. Democrats are in big trouble, folks. They're in big trouble. Their policies are disastrous. The economy is in collapse. Crime is out of control. Jeremy, you cannot rumble on Firestick Rumble. Sorry about that. But you can come over to Rumble and Rumble here and then go back to watch on Firestick, though, right? Let's beat the system, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you are watching on Roku or Firestick, you could still come over here, rumble real quick, and then bounce back to where you like to watch it. So that's the great thing about it. Crime's out of control, ladies and gentlemen, and those, like those, those 19% that are voting for Johnson, where do you think they're going to go? You think they're going to go and you think they're going to vote for Blue? Barack Hussein Obama is refusing requests from campaigns from desperate Democrats as these midterm elections approaches uh, approach. And guess what? Guess what? He's nowhere to be found. As a matter of fact, I see, I just saw this just now. I didn't see this before, but even Steve Bannon's talking about this. And he says, Obama says no to dozens of desperate Democrats begging him to come and campaign with them. With Biden a pariah, Obama's seen a last best hope for progressives to get their base out. Obama doesn't want the stench of defeat on him, wants to blame all this on Biden. I didn't even read that. I didn't even read that. Let you know that I'm thinking a lot like Steve Bannon. Maybe uh, Steve Bannon's a bigger influence on the world than I thought. I haven't watched Steve since I left RAV, not because I don't want to, just because I'm too busy with LFA TV. Requests for Barack Hussein Obama are pouring in from Democrats around the country, and he's just snubbing them. Oh, we can't make it. Uh, Michelle's got a uh, surgery today. 
Uh, Macelle's got surgery on her uh, on her nether regions, on his nether regions today, and uh, we gotta we gotta figure out a different way to uh, to uh, make it look like he's a woman. And uh, we're a little bit busy right now. Sorry, we gotta save this uh, fire from this baby. Uh, God bless America, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to worry, but you do have to keep fighting. You don't have to be scared about November, but you do have to keep fighting. Thank you, Scotty. God bless you, brother. He said, Sabrina for Smarty Award of the Year. For dealing with my crap? Yeah, she must be. You don't have to have anxiety. You don't have to have fear. You don't have to worry. God's got this. God's doing things that... Miracles have happened this year that we're not even stopping to realize are miracles. Roe v. Wade was a miracle. That was a miracle. So many other miracles have happened this year. And we're so involved in all of this that we cannot stop and smell the, smell the roses for just a minute, folks. It's coming, and it's coming fast on them. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do, which is why you do not see Barack Hussein Obama anymore. As a matter of fact, Real Clear Politics just came out today. This is some breaking news. Real Clear Politics came out today. Can we show, let's uh, bring the map up. Bring this map up real quick. Does anybody remember what I have been saying that the Senate is going to look like after November? How many seats we're going to pick up? Does anybody remember the number? How many Republicans are going to have the seats and how many Democrats that I said for the last two weeks we are going to have? Well, real clear politics seems to have the exact number I have been saying. Let's go to this now. There you go. 48 to 52. This is what real clear politics says they see shaping up. 48 to 52. And that's before Kirsten Sinema changes over because Kirsten Sinema will not be a Democrat come next year at this time. She may not switch during the midterms, but Kirsten Sinema, if this Democratic Party continues to move further and further to communism, she's gone. She's gone. 52 to 48. That's what Real Clear Politics just came out with today that they see happening. That's huge, ladies and gentlemen. That is absolutely huge. Let's see what they've got here. Let me read this real quick. Uh... Bring this back up on the screen so we can see right here. All right, there we go. Let's lead, let's read into this. Here we go. Pennsylvania. See what they got? They've got Fetterman plus 3.7. Doubt that's going to happen. They've got Warnock plus 3.8. They've got Kelly plus 4.1. And they've got Maggie Hassan plus 5.3. But here they've got Lexalt 2.1. Bud, uh, 1.5, Rubio, 4.7, Johnson, 2.7. That one's gone up quite a bit. That Johnson one right there in Wisconsin. And then J.D. Vance, they got 1.2, but I'm going to break it down even further. Fetterman's done. Warnock is done. These two are going to lose. Warnock has a better chance than Fetterman does. Fetterman, that thing on growing on his neck has a better chance of kissing a baby and winning an election than that guy does. But this one right here, Warnock might pull it out just because Georgia's Georgia got a lot of differences. I mean, a lot of problems. But uh, so does Pennsylvania. But I don't. I don't see Fetterman. I don't see Fetterman winning. So this is this is what I call. I call all these Republicans they have winning. I also call Fetterman winning, and I, I call Maggie Hassan losing. I mean, Fetterman losing. Excuse me, and Maggie Hassan losing. As much as I don't like General Don Boldick, I think New Hampshire is going to come out heavy. I, I, I still have my, I still have my, uh, my, my reservations on the, on the Maggie Hassan Boldick thing because of what Boldick did last month. I think that hurt him quite a bit, but he's got a lot of support here in New Hampshire, and I don't think Fetterman's going to pull it out. I just don't. I just don't. Where are we with rumbles? Anybody got a rumble count? Oh, let me see here. We are over 1,000 rumbles, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you, and thank you very much. Please let me know in the comment section what you think. But Real Clear Politics has it pulled out that the Senate will win. So that means we know the House is going to win, okay? If the Senate wins, then we stop all of this. We stop it all. There's nothing Biden can do. Absolutely nothing Biden can do. I don't like Oz, but he's definitely better than Fetterlump. <laughs> Said Cindy Lou Who, Fetterlump. <laughs> Oh, fetter lump. As a matter of fact, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time. 
I think it's time to give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Let's give the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day to not only Fetterman, but also his lump. It's a double Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Double Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Fetterman and his lump. <laughs> Fetter lump. I love it. I hope Herschel wins. Yeah, I hope Herschel does win, too. As a matter of fact, we were supposed to have Herschel on last week. We're going to try to get him on. But ladies and gentlemen, um, we got to go to the next story here. Here's another tell, another big tell. People are, people are leaving corruption as about as fast as they can. Are they leaving a life of corruption? No. They're leaving the corruption that they are involved with because they know the investigations are coming. And today, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news today. As a matter of fact, look, look at that. Look at that net change. Mike, Mike Crispy is talking about something very similar. Boy, we are in lock and we are in lockstep here on LFA TV. Uh, Detroit, Michigan terminates a contract with election software company Koenig, C-R-K-O-N-N-E-C-H, Koenig, after their CEO, who has ties to the CCP, was just arrested for poll worker data theft. Imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that. Poll worker data theft? No. No, not in Detroit, Michigan. Not in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, but it's true, ladies and gentlemen. It is true. Let's get into the story. Koenig, CEO Eugene Yu, not Eugene me, not Eugene him, Eugene Yu, Y-U, was arrested on Tuesday last week in Michigan in connection with theft of personal data. The alleged stolen data belonged to poll workers and was the subject of True the Votes pit. In Arizona last August, where Catherine Engelbrecht and uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips singled out the company during the pit in August, if you guys all remember when that aired, Phillips and Engelbrecht had alleged that they were cooperating with the FBI in Michigan about data being sent overseas by this company. The investigation quickly started to turn on them after the FBI started to distance themselves from the investigation. Journalist Incognito uh, Kanokawa has covered this company and researched them better than anyone. And now there's a link to all of their, all his work, but we're not going to get into that right now. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday, Eugene, you, not me, the chief executive Konek was arrested as part of the Los Angeles County-based investigation. Uh, Konek had a five-year, $2.9 million contract with the county to administer poll worker assignments, communications, and payroll. L.A. County prosecutors found that Konek was storing information in China, in violation of that agreement, and he was arrested. Following news of Yu's arrest, again, not me, Detroit terminated its current contract with Konek, and a statement, city clerk Janice Winfrey upheld the integrity of Detroit's elections and the security of employment employee information. Long story short, if you think that is the only thing that China has gotten from our election systems or our, poll, or our polling data, you are sadly mistaken, and you just came out from under a rock, or you're a baby and you were born... Yesterday, long story short, that was a 320000 contract that was approved last year by Detroit City Council. So maybe, and by the way, it was set to expire in June of 2024. Maybe, just maybe the Detroit City Council has something to, uh, to answer for. Because how do you get into a contract with somebody, especially as a governmental agency, and you did not do your research? That, ladies and gentlemen, is called Democrats at their best, which is really you at your worst. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Before we go into these last, before we go into these last two stories that you're really going to want to hear, ladies and gentlemen, I do got to highlight one of our own, one of our own LFA family members right now. And uh, it goes by the name of Timothy Guftison. Now, Timothy Guftison, excuse me, he got a hold of me a couple weeks ago and he said, look, I can't do much for the LFA family, but what I can do is because your uh, audience is the age that they're at, I can help them and stop them from getting absolutely pummeled with Medicare costs and not getting what they paid for through Medicare. Because Timothy actually works with Medicare. He actually works and uh, for a company called Insurity Financial Services. And these are the things that he wanted me to pass on to you. Again, this is a LFA family member. This is not for you to go and pay money. This is for you to contact him for free and get a better plan for you that you can pay less money and get better stuff, and he's licensed in all 50 states. He says, there are three ways to get Medicare. Do the research and sign up yourself. 
respond to all the advertisements, and talk with different companies to match their plan to your needs, or have a no-obligation free consultation with a member of the LFA family that represents most plans, gets to know you, and matches your needs to a plan that will give you as many benefits as you possibly are entitled to for the least amount of money out of your pockets as possible. What are we doing here on LFA TV if not to help our own family members? So ladies and gentlemen, go to insuritefinancialservices.com slash Medicare, contact him, use the promo code LFA, and you'll get yourself on the way to spending less money and having better health care. And that's the LFA way. Thank you, Tim. God bless you and God bless your family. By the way, he's homeschooling his kids. Good man. All right. We got to move on because Carrie Lake has been highlighting the racism of Katie Hobbs for a long time. And you saw Katie Hobbs on the screen a little while ago. Katie Hobbs has not only been a racist for a long time, ladies and gentlemen, she has been convicted of racism in the workplace twice. And Carrie Lake is not about to go into these 29 days to slow the spread of stupidity without highlighting the racism of Katie Hobbs. Now, if you don't know who Katie Hobbs is and you don't watch the show, or maybe you're new to the show, Katie Hobbs is the current Secretary of State in the state of Arizona who's running for governor against Carrie Lake. And now we have photos, ladies and gentlemen, that show uh, Democrat Katie Hobbs as a child in high school embracing slavery where students were led shackled by other students while they were wearing a collar and a chain. Now, this was when Katie Hobbs was in school, ladies and gentlemen. She was a young girl. Can we pull up the pictures? Here it is. Here it is. There's Katie Hobbit right there. There she is with her short haircut and everything. Seton Catholic Presbytery School Yearbook 1987, it says. All right, well, let's get into these. Because new photos show that the Arizona Democratic gubernatorial nominee, Katie Hobbit, participated and led her high school's yearly slave day tradition. Not kidding you. It's called Slave Day, which appears to mirror the African slave trade that Democrats fought to preserve during the American Civil War. We got these pictures. Let's pull these up. These are disgusting. Check this out. There's a kid right there pulling a kid with a, with a leash and a collar. Okay? Other photos appear to show a student wearing blackface with a caption saying, she just loves Slave Day. Not a very good blackface. Look like somebody actually wiped their crap on your face. But there she is. Saying that she loves Slave Day. Wow. I can't imagine Slave Day would be that fun. But Hobbs was later convicted in her life of two separate juries, by two separate juries, of racial discrimination against a black woman who was a former Arizona Senate staffer when she was the Senate minority leader. We've covered this extensively. We've covered this extensively. It's not clear if Hobbs participated in the auctions part in her 1987 student council page credits her and the other students' leaders for having, a coordinate, for having coordinated the many class events during the Spirit Week when Slave Day appears to have been celebrated. She would have likely known the tradition was celebrated and regularly featured in the Seton Catholic Prep Yearbook when she joined its staff in 1987. The 1987 yearbook mentioned Slave Day four times. And of course, Katie Hobbs was a part of that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to know who these people are. Democrats and independents, you have to know who these people are. And I guarantee you that most Democrats who are going to vote for Katie Hobbit do not know that she was convicted twice for racism. Anyway, moving on, the last story of the day. You guys are going to absolutely love this. Do you remember the L.A. City Council president that we spoke about on the morning show who was extremely racist, talking about that other uh, Democratic candidate whose son was black, and she was saying he hangs out with the blacks and the blacks are bad and this, that, and the other, and then she said, I hold myself accountable by apologizing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, give yourselves a round of applause for everybody who called, everybody who made a stink, because the L.A. City Council president has now resigned She's donezo. She's gone. She's bye-bye-bye. Where's the music? Cue it, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. I don't want to see you out that door, baby. Bye-bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye, lady. This is what happened. She said she was going to hold herself accountable, and apparently she has been held accountable. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. So she's resigned as prince, as president. There's no word yet as if she's going to resign her city council seat. But ladies and gentlemen, everybody is expecting her to resign her city council seat as well as her presidential uh, title of city council. And ladies and gentlemen, I just, I, you know what I say? I say we celebrate good times. Click it. Now, all we got to do, ladies and gentlemen, like I told you, don't be afraid, don't fear, don't have anxiety. Do one thing and do one thing only. Actually, do two things. Keep praying. Keep praying to God Almighty. And the other thing is keep fighting. Keep your foot on their neck. Keep your foot on the gas. We've got 29 days, and then we don't stop. We don't slow down. We don't back off. As a matter of fact, we switch gears, and we press the gas even harder. Do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, right now, JeremyHarrell.com. Jesus is calling. Are you going to answer? Are you going to accept or are you going to decline? Right now on JeremyHarrell.com, get your Jesus is Calling t-shirt, sign up for the newsletter. You're going to need to to get 20% off because I'll give you a code tomorrow morning if you don't have one to get 20% off our store all the way through Christmas. Donors get it anyway. And ladies and gentlemen, if you can, please sign up to be a monthly or one-time donor on JeremyHarrell.com. We use AlignPay, not PayPal. And they're owned by Christians. Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Ladies and gentlemen, remember there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. bright and early is Antonio Sabato. It's my turn. Then we got Loud Majority. Then we got Live from America. Then we got Unafraid. Then we've got Wrong Think. It's getting bigger. It's getting better. Ladies and gentlemen, until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep uh, your families close, closer than ever, and keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. God bless you. Peace.